Welcome to Conversations from Here with me, Dana Ziegler. On this episode, we continue our Where to Start series. This is myself and my friend and frequent collaborator, Dr. Jess Lakin. You will tell by her accent that Jess is from the UK and she is the founder of Mother Tree Healing Arts, She is a holistic life coach, a meditation guide, a sound bath facilitator, and a creator of transformational retreats for women. She is an extraordinary person, and I am delighted and honored to have her back on the show. I hope you enjoy. We're going to give you some insights and some tips on how to nourish your spirit. So again, this is a continuation of our Where to Start series, and I hope you enjoy. Here's me and Jess. Okay. Hello there, Jess. Welcome back. Hi, Dana. Lovely to be you. I'm so glad that we're doing this little series because I think it's super helpful, you know, for people to be given a place to start. And so this has been like a real joy <laughs> to do these little things. So last time we were talking about minding your mind. And then today we had settled on um, doing ways to nourish your spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find it helpful for myself. It's just, it's actually really lovely to um, just talk about this and and just really helpful reminders for myself as well so I'm enjoying it yeah because I mean even as a as a practitioner and as a facilitator for others I think it's it's sometimes it can be easy to sort of forget about your own practice and your own discipline because you're focused on other people so I Mm -hmm. always when we do these I always come away with a sort of renewed um, not only a renewed commitment, but also um, just sort of a a little reboot, a yeah. reminder, you know. Yeah. So yeah. so oh, I was just going to say um, so with regard to nourishing your spirit and giving people a place to um, a place to start. What what for you um, is uh, what 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 do you have in mind when we talk about nourishing your spirit, or what do you do? Well, the, I was just going to say that word nourishing is very important to me. And um, the even 
these talks that we've been doing have felt nourishing to me and in a sense have been nourishing to my spirit because that sort of um that feeling of feeling filled up and enlivened and refreshed that's kind of the feeling of nourishing to me so um i it has become a core part of my uh the practice the the in my coaching work and the retreats that i run it's all about nourishment because um i think there is this narrative maybe i'm wrong with this but there's a strong narrative in our society around um making things happen you know striving to yeah. do better and this like you know working hard and um pushing ourselves to a point of um you know not very often in that conversation is a discussion about um depletion and like that sense of work to the point of well at what point do you do that until and then so the it was quite an alien concept for me to um think about nourishment self-nourishment practices and I'm I'm a parent so um you know my kids are a bit older now but um something I noticed for myself was the role I had taken on being a caregiver for others and not really thinking about myself in that picture and you know a few you know quite a few years down the line of doing that it becomes a pattern and then feeling that sense of depletion kind of creeping up a sense of tiredness maybe um and it happens in the workplace as well you're striving to achieve and to climb the ladder or you know make a living you know but at what that underneath that like where is the nourishment and the joy and the simply just doing things to fill you up doing things to help yourself feel more alive more enlivened so it's really I think it's really key uh this nourishing your spirit like it should be part of our everyday are we attending to that in in amongst everything else that we have to do in amongst work and amongst our um commitments to family commitments to our community do are we placing ourselves within the mix of that i think that there is this idea for not for not for everyone but i think for a lot of people um when they're so caught up in the roles that they play in life, whether that is a, as a parent, um, a partner, a caregiver, you know, and, and also in an extreme case, if you're caring for someone who's ill or someone who's older, there's, there's maybe this idea that somehow uh, care for the self, nourishment of self is somehow a, and I use air quotes, a luxury. And it's, not it's actually fundamental 
and necessary because as you said, when you don't fill your own well, it runs dry eventually, whether that happens in a matter of months or years. And I think a lot of people disconnect from themselves when they're not nourished properly. And I find that people that I know who have a, the, the people that I know who are most balanced and happy and nourished and uh, fulfilled are the people who make that time, they, they make it a practice, they make it a discipline to, to reconnect with spirit, to reconnect with themselves. And, um, and ironically, when they do that, they actually have more to give because they're living joyfully. They're not, oh, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not depleted and feeling exhausted. So it's a foundational, yeah. uh, it's a priority. Yeah. It's coming from a place of fullness, you know, in that space of feeling nourished yourself and then being able to give to others. When you're in that place, it comes from a place of abundance. Yeah. When you're in that tired place, that depleted state, and you're giving to others, it's coming from a place of depletion. And there's a there's a very different, you know, that feels very different to be giving from that place. Do you think that for, for many, the biggest uh, obstacle that they feel is time, they feel that they don't have the time, but then, um, and so I think maybe one of the places to start is, and we talked about this, we touched on this in our previous episode about creating space mm -hmm. um, is to look at how you spend your time every day um, and then being able to understand that, oh, you know, I actually do have time. I just have to maybe reconfigure the day a little bit. Um, and then I think another key thing is for people to identify what it is that mm -hmm. nourishes their spirit. Mm -hmm. um, because I know that, um, you know, we, and we talked about meditation last time and, and that is a big, a big, um, big one for nourishing spirit for a lot of people. Um, for some people, it can be something like gardening, being out playing in the dirt and mm -hmm. planting flowers and vegetables. And, um, and for some, it can be, uh, it can be a religious practice. For some, um, you know, we have friends uh, who have a church actually, and so for them, it's it's their it's their faith and their practices around that um, is nourishing to their spirit. Um, others are uh, volunteer work that they do nourishes them, and then and then also um, for others, walking in nature, just being in nature, mm -hmm. making that connection. I love the word, you know, spirit in that. It's like nourishing your spirit. And for me, that is that sense of attuning to what is inspiring. What brings a spark of excitement, of joy, of um, that kind of, yes, I just want to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like that, it's 
almost energetic. It's that speaking to your soul essence. Mm -hmm. um, there is that nourishing of spirits that we talk about lifting your spirit, feeling lifted, feeling inspired. So attending to, acknowledging your spirit as important, you know, not just the body, not just your thoughts, not the mind, but your heart, like attending to your heart. What is your heart calling for? What do you feel passionate about? Like this for me is so key because when life becomes devoid of the heart, when your when your heart isn't in it, then thing life begins to feel kind of dry, you know, dreary. We have to have our heart, our spirit involved in what we're doing because it it's like being filled up with inspiration and if we think of the word inspiration interestingly spirit is within that word yes and um you know we can talk about that essence that spirit that life force talking about life force energy mm -hmm. being within the breath either even so one of my personal practices and something I share with people is I, I look for that spirit. I look for inspiration. So as I'm walking through my life and suddenly I have like an idea that flashes out of nowhere and I'm so, in, so excited by it. So inspired by it. I've learned to listen to those and as much as possible to follow them to take action on those sparks of light because I feel they are key guidances to helping you direct your energy, how you want to direct your energy in your life. So that's what it means to me. And, and I think a, um, a really important component of that is connection the feeling of connect of profound connection and that is and and when you are inspired by something you feel profoundly connected to it and i think of um for me in terms of the things that renew my spirit that nourish it um some of the things involve uh well one in particular is spending time with animals so if we go out and visit some cows or some donkeys or horses and have that wonderful interaction with these, these beings, yeah. you know, it's a connection with nature. And, um, and also uh, when you are engaged with animals and talking to them or petting them or, um, or, uh, just being around them, there's a sense of, of profound connection with the natural world, you know, because they interact with you and, and, um, and, and it gets you out of your, um, I find it especially beneficial I've, if I've been ruminating on something or getting too much up in my head or getting too analytical about something. If I just go hang out with some cows, um, I, I definitely am better for it. <laughs> 
yeah it's that absolutely the connection the the connecting to the aliveness within that other being whether it's a cow or a donkey or a tree or a flower or the ocean or the sky it's that connected for me it's very much about that connecting to the life force energy mm -hmm. which is in all things yes um, but it's feeling that alignment a sense of flow and connection between myself and and this wider world that we're in and also the connection with um whatever source of all things you know whether you call it god whether you call it the divine spark or the source or whatever it is feel, feeling that 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 connection to that specifically i think is the thing that's so energizing because that's the deep well that you dip into mm -hmm. and um there's something it's interesting because some people have kind of an innate it comes naturally to them they have an innate ability to do this. And then for other people, they don't, it doesn't come naturally because they don't feel that connection, maybe just because they haven't been exposed to it or introduced to it. Um, so my hope is that this, this little talk that we're having now will be helpful for mm -hmm. people who really don't know what that feels like or what that is. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I think, you know, maybe presenting a few, I mean, even just walking in nature, that's a big one, mm -hmm. um, because the natural world is all around you. It's mm -hmm. supporting you and mm -hmm. and uh, nurturing you as you walk along a path and you feel the earth under your feet and you take in the the smells and the fresh air and the and the sounds and, yeah. and how soothing, how soothing that can be. A big um, thing for me in relation to nourishing my spirit is about um, feeling myself expressing and flowing with my creative energy. So uh, one thing for me is, uh, and that can express in all sorts of different ways, but I really enjoy music. And something I've been doing recently is working with somebody to you know create different sounds on a computer so you know i'm not in nature but it's so life-giving to me because it's play it's that spirit of play just having a go feeling free to make mistakes doesn't have to be perfect but but enjoying that sense of creativity uh moving from me mm -hmm. and 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 being connected to that as well. For sure. And I think um, also um, dance, movement, uh, and and music, big one, big one in our household, for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I know that for Brad, his practice is practice. So he'll sit at the piano and he will, he will, um, sometimes he'll be he'll be um practicing specific songs or he'll or sometimes he'll just be noodling and sometimes he'll be doing his particular exercises and that's nourishing for him because it's a discipline and it and it's kind of like a meditation because these things are rote 
they're not, they don't require, um, they don't require a certain intellectual engagement. It's really about um, exercising the fingers and doing these certain exercises for um, uh, flexibility and adaptability on the keyboard. And sometimes those are nourishing for him. And then it can also be nourishing if he's noodling and he's essentially composing mm -hmm. and just in the moment and find something that inspires him and he'll just go with it. And that's an amazing thing to hear because mm -hmm. I, I can hear it and I think, oh, there he goes. He's going off into, uh, you know, going, going off into the ethers on something. And it's very interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe one of the key ingredients of this sense of nourishing spirit is to feel that liberation, to be self-guided. So whether, you know, however it, this turns out for people, it's like to, to sense within themselves, I just feel like doing that and to feel that liberty to have a go with it and to yeah. play with it. Maybe play is a big factor. I think it is. I mean, you think about, um, I think specifically little kids when they're in their wonder years, you know, when they're before they get to be big enough to where they start really understanding, you know, intellectual concepts. When they're very young, they are free, they're unbounded, you know, so they're just in the moment completely. And, and you know, they might be um, roller skating or playing in mud <laughs> or, you know, running around and just being completely unconscious. I think that that part of being uh, unself-conscious is definitely something that is a is a big piece of the things that bring nourishment to your spirit. You you are unbounded. You're unfettered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the the opposite to that of you know, um, I'm just thinking into the opposite of um, feeling that you're nourishing your spirit. For me, it's like those moments where my thoughts become very heavy. And it's difficult for me to feel that unboundedness. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of life is that you must do this and should do this and got this to do next. So even that moment of release, however that, you know, for me, it could be going for a walk. It could be going to the ocean. It could be playing some music. It could be singing a song mm -hmm. in my car. Um, it's that allowing of the lifting, allowing my energy to become unbounded, allowing my energy to feel free to play. Um, that is about nourishing my spirit. That's how you get how you get through uh, traffic in Los Angeles is that you sit in your car. <laughs> so one of the big Big thing for me is uh, I love driving actually. Mm -hmm. And um, I also really love dance music. Yeah. And I have created a really fantastic playlist. And I, and even when I have to drive into crazy places of Los Angeles, I play this playlist and it really lifts my spirit. And that is where I have most of my inspirations. And I've noticed this. 
like my it's like a stream of inspirational energy comes in through this practice so even when i'm in traffic the music lifts me it it, it enables me to feel that freedom and then so many of my creative ideas come from that space um i only recently connected this um so now I use it as a tool. I'm like, okay, I need I need to feel a bit more free in this moment. I'm going to put this playlist on and and it is powerful. Mm-hmm. So I invite people to explore what what is that for you? What tool do you know that kind of lifts you and it's that sense of feeling lift, uh, lifted and lighter mm-hmm. is a good clue. I we have a mutual friend from our yoga days, Mary McCullough. And she talked uh-huh. about how she would listen to mantras while she was driving. Yeah. <laughs> she said that it, uh, but it, it both lifted her, but it also um, uh, really honed her focus so that mm-hmm. when she was driving, she really felt deeply connected to the act of driving. And she said, I think I'm actually a, a a a better driver in a sense more dialed in and 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 she found it kind of fun like it made driving a a a, a, an occasionally tedious thing enjoyable i remember her telling me this um several years ago and i just love the idea of her listening to mantras (laughs) i did that i did that i did and i still do listen to mantras sometimes Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. I when I'm navigating Nashville traffic, which can be challenging, <laughs> um, there's because uh, there's, and I think anywhere in any major city, you get those people who change lanes without signaling, and you get people who stop suddenly with for no particular reason, and they're and they drive really really fast, and there's a lot going on in the freeways and whatnot. Um, I find that music calms me down so that I'm able to not get, so that I I can keep breathing during the process because Mm -hmm. I notice sometimes I check in with myself as I'm driving and I I feel like I'm holding my breath or my shoulders are tight. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm listening to something that really connects me Mm -hmm. uh, to my source as I am making Mm -hmm. my way through the morning commute, uh, I, I do think it helps a lot. And I do feel, I do feel renewed when I, by the time I, yeah. you know, say get to work in the mornings um, and I feel like I can start my day properly, but music is a very, very um, important aspect of that. Yeah. I think you've touched on a really key thing, which is that relaxation is a, um, perhaps a really key part of nourishing one's spirit um, because in that place of relaxation of true relaxation where you feel that within you know within your body within the cells of your body that sense of uh, just letting go in that place the there is a sense of releasing of the tension and that enables you to be in a in a place of alignment and flow which to me equates with 
feeling nourished. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And part of that is because there isn't this effort, this this uh, strain, this uh, um, grind at all. There isn't any of that because it is it it is tapping into something that allows you to feel connected without without seemingly without effort and that is what is restful about it nourishing about it restorative and rejuvenating and i so these are all things that that are um that are part and parcel of of that nourishment of spirit is that you come away ah you know like you've had you know maybe maybe you go on a on a retreat for three days and you come back and you think, wow, I feel like I've been away for two weeks because it was so profound, the ability to be restored and, and Mm -hmm. relaxed and fully engaged. And, 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 and I got out of my head and I stopped worrying about things and I was free. You know, these are all really important aspects of, of the same thing. I agree. I think it's um, nourishing your spirit is t- is very much connected to that sense of rejuvenation, sense of renewal, um, rest, relaxation, and um, to at least pay attention to it mm-hmm. and see it as important is perhaps the first step. And then the, sec- the the next step is to play with it, just experiment, mm-hmm. see what takes your fancy, see where you're being called mm-hmm. and to commit to opening that time within your day, whether it's just for 10 minutes or whether it's, you know, taking time out of your week for a longer period of time to commit to that. And I love, I I feel rejuvenated when I watch people stepping up into this path yeah. because they, it's like once they dip their toe into it, there is a recognition of how fundamental it is for their health, for their well-being, for their productivity, for their creativity for their relationships, for their career, and um, and and it's very self-honoring. Um, and it's not, some people may worry about, is this selfish to be, you know, taking this time for oneself? But um, it's that acknowledgement that we have to care for ourselves first and foremost in order to be able to be there for others so yeah 100 percent. and and some people know what it is already that really uh that that nourishes them they already know it and so it's a matter of just making it a priority and then as you say for others who may not know uh is to play with it just experiment what what would you like to do oh maybe i'd like to go hang out with some horses or go riding or oh i think i'll you know maybe today i'll I'll um, see about doing some gardening and then and it and you know it when you hit it you know you know mm-hmm. the thing when you're in it um so so I think that's great 
I think we have given people some ideas and um, thank mm -hmm. you so much, Jess. I always love talking to you about this stuff. And to you. Thank you, Dana. And that was my conversation with Dr. Jess Lakin. Thank you so much, Jess, for your time today. And to my listeners, we will be doing more episodes of similar topics over rolling them out over the next several months. And also there will be more interviews in the future for conversations from here. I'm going back to my roots, talking to people about doing what they love to do and how they came to do it. So looking forward to more of that. Take good care of yourselves, take good care of each other. And as always, I will see you on the other side. Thanks so much for listening.